4: We continue on Monday afternoon. Sports 1440 live in Orders Nation YouTube. How are you? Jason Greger. Connor Halley with you. The Gregor Show is always presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. Get in on all the excitement right now. You get your $50 free bet. If you've never signed up, use the promo code SPORTS50. Uh, all sorts of uh, fun things you can do. I didn't even know this. Uh, learned it yesterday. Um Or actually on Friday where we did the uh, um, team to win the, we could pick two periods where you thought a team would win the period. A little bit better odds. Obviously a little bit risky, but. Oh, small little fun, five bucks here there, ten bucks. It's always good. Check it out at playalberta.ca. And uh, we welcome in now a gentleman who is uh, currently in filming of season three for the uh, popular show, Shorzy. Of course, uh, he was the uh, eighth overall pick in the 1995 NHL draft, a former NHLer, uh, also a two-time author. Terry Ryan joins us. TR, how you doing?
0: Uh, Not bad. Um, Been busy lately. How about you? You must be in a good mood out there in Edmonton. Couple of wins, couple of big wins, couple of statements being made. Things have changed. Well, as
4: uh, Carter McDavid said quickly, it's only two games, and I would probably agree with them. Um, I think tomorrow night, Vegas. You know, like, no offense, but beating up on Washington or, or Anaheim, and man, Anaheim looked bad. Mm-hmm. I know you watched the game last bad. night, but <laughs> holy cow, they were not very good. But wow. uh, like, you just their defense core it might be the worst defense core, top to bottom, of the NHL. Like Cam Fowler's good, but you know, and Gutis I like, but man, after that, it's pretty slim pickings. But you know, Vegas comes in they're They're right now they're at the top in the. In in the West and they're deep now. They're a little bit banged up too, and it'll be their third game in four nights. But you know, Edmonton, that we saw them beat Seattle and the Islanders, but then they lost to Tampa, they lost to Florida, and they lost to Carolina. And like eventually got to start beating some of the good teams, no?
0: Yeah, that's what I think. This would be a great, great test. And and um, I think it comes, I think the timing works out for the Oilers for, for a lot of reasons. McDavid's way more comfortable with the puck. I mean, he drives the ship, and so many guys were last night, man. It really did. It, to me, it just reminded me you got to re- you got to remind ourselves as 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 fans of the game and <laughs> as viewers. You know, a lot of the time, even when they were in a funk, they were getting chances. It looked like they were squeezing their sticks. They were getting 40 and 45. One, I think, once 50 shots without winning the game, and that can really wear on you. And it's just like all of a sudden, you know, when 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 the, when the monkey falls off the shoulders even a little bit then the floodgates open because no one's thinking about it, right? And it's really, that's what I've seen over the last couple games. And not only did they get the wins, I mean, that was big for Knobloch. A lot of those guys, um, not only slumping, but just, you know, almost consistently playing bad when it came to defensive decisions and all that. And to see uh, Vegas come in now, I think, gives you an air of confidence that probably wasn't there a week ago.
4: Yeah, no, it's true. And, and I'm sure there's still a little bit of uh, frustration from them, uh, you know, basically uh, stealing your dream last year. They knock you out of the playoffs. That's where rivalries are built, right? They're built in the playoffs, right? I don't care. You, the WHL teams meet a few years and the players, you just don't like each other more. Like there's a, there's a respect there, but there's a, a pretty nice, healthy uh, hatred I would think so I'll be curious to see uh, how that plays out like there's still there's still the Alex Petrangelo situation from last year and I and I wonder at some point doesn't always have to happen the first game Terry nowadays in the NHL but you know what I still think it's like Brad Marchand on Toronto like does it happen this week I don't know but at some point somebody in Toronto is going to have to go after Marshawn for what he did earlier. Right? And I, I do wonder if Edmonton, if there's anybody out there that just says, hey, maybe you wait till the game's out of hand either way. But I think at some point this season, there'll be somebody in Edmonton who wants to uh, you know, send a little bit of a message to Petrangelo, no?
0: I think so, too. The only way I couldn't see it happening immediately, and I don't mean like a, a, a brawl immediately, but just someone like letting them know is if it's, it's like real close because the Oilers need to win more than they need yes. a revenge. Right. So if it's real close, it goes into overtime, whatever, that might not happen. But if, it, if, even if there's a two, three goals swing, I can see that. And what, you know, someone asked me about this, we were on the film set the other day, and we're a bunch of hockey players. And a lot of the people uh, that work with us, the crew they their hockey, becoming hockey fans say we went to the uh, Friday to the Sudbury Wolves game versus London. It was great, uh, Sudbury played well. They've they, they a real good team. They're ranked pretty high up in the CHL. So, you know, a lot of us pass our time by going to the games. So they're asking me that. and like, do you remember something if it happens the year before? And I was like, yeah. Like, you know, and sometimes, you know, I'm talking to the crew. I'm like, you guys played sports or whatever? Like, sometimes you just overthink it. It's the NHL, yes, but that would – if that was softball, think about think about all the sports that you've played, even if they're fun. You remember the teams that you played in the playoffs way more than everybody else, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it could be, it could be minor hockey, but if you think back to those big games, if they were consistently against one team or one team knocked you out of your dream one year, you would remember that team more so than a team you might have played as much or more that season, but were just regular season layup games, and it just that's that's human nature, and w- when you're on a team that you know is, is is has had a great bond for for a full season and has been through so much ups, ups and downs so much adversity you know on the way to a Stanley Cup which has been their goal for their whole lives and someone does that to one of your best players and someone that's shown you being drys little shown you that he's played injured and he's be the ultimate teammate when it comes to playing injured and showing up I would think it's insane to think it's not going to resonate. I think in warm-up, people are going to be thinking about it. Now, is it smart to, to get revenge right off the bat? No. And if it's me, I'd probably let him think he was okay for a period or two. And then I'd paste him, and I'd let him know. And at some point, it's going to happen. And sometimes it's nice if it festers a few games. Yes, yeah, so I was just going to say. Hearing, yeah. yeah, you'd be hearing some footsteps, you know. I mean, I know how that works. And hockey's a physical game. Playoffs are big And they're full of character and they're full of emotion. And I don't think that emotion just, um, you know, eases up just because it's a few months later. No, no,
4: I would agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Terry Ryan joins us on Sports 1440. It is the uh, Jason Greger show presented by Play Alberta. CA. and uh I look at Connor McDavid and, and it's funny that you know he he shows for a second that he he is human in the sense that even Connor McDavid and then Leon Dry to a, to an extent because he couldn't hit a one timer and then he hit a one timer last night again you're like oh he's still he'll still he can still do it and you know you get their confidence back and like McDavid's an ultra focused guy like you know what I've talked to a few of his teammates like he he's being focused it wasn't necessarily that he was playing poorly because you talked about it like there were chances created whether it was him shooting the or whether it was him passing the puck and they weren't getting finished off. But McDavid went in one week, Terry, from 108th in league scoring last Monday at this time to now being 16th, tied for 13th, but 16th due to goals. Yeah, he's 10 back of Kucherov. If I had to say, okay, like, what would be a reasonable date, do you think, before? because now the the next ones are harder to pass because those guys are all producing, right? Like, no offense passing the guys from 100 to 50, it's a little bit, it's like, you know, you're on a 10 pound weight loss and you get the first five pretty easy. Well, the mm. last five is a little bit tougher. Kucherov had a six point night himself the other day. Hughes and Pedersen, Miller, they're all playing well. So when do you think McDavid, or do you still think he wins the Art Ross? And when do you think he would find himself atop the point race in the NHL?
0: I I, I do think he wins it. I do. Um can you remember the year Mario Lemieux won it after missing the first 25 games? Yeah, that Can is great. 160 points. <laughs> it just reminds me of that. But in relative terms, I often talk about Gretzky and Lemieux and how they dominated. In relative terms, he might not be as many points, but he's as dominant. I mean, he wins the scoring every year now, right? Um, or or close to. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm i knocking on wood here because I don't want to see the guy get injured. But um. I just think he's such a dynamite player in every game, even when he was slumping, if you want to say that, which isn't a slump for normal people, he was all over the net. And it's, it's just like inches. It's like in, in many of these sports, like it's a game of inches when it comes to baseball. I don't know. Alec Manoa with the Jays, you know, he just lost a little bit on his curveball and his speed went like two miles an hour, uh, down. And all of a sudden, you know, he's in the minors. You know, Steph Curry's just a little bit off. He's not hitting all those three pointers. McDavid's just he was his speed was still there, but it was just like he was just like the puck was just bouncing kind of away. Like it was he just wasn't getting the bounces. But you knew that at some point the House of Cards was gonna fall down and these goalies were getting lucky, there was post being hit. And so even in his most Slumpiest time, if you want to say, if I can invent a word, I don't, <laughs> I, I didn't see his play really drop off offensively yeah. too much. So I don't know. Now we're kind of just see his comeuppance. I mean, th- these points is kind of the law of averages is kind of starting to work out, right? Yeah. He's got two games in a row with four points, but he also had two games in a row a long time ago that he could have easily gotten five points. It just didn't happen. So for me, it happens. Oh god, you're asking me for a number. What are we like Like generally- before d- before Christmas, uh, today's November 27th. Um
4: the yeah. the orders, I think they have before Christmas. Let me double check. I think they have 12 games between
0: uh, now and uh, and Christmas time. So and he's what? I mean, he's got twenty odd points. He's how many? But he's, he's ten points.
4: Know. He's ten points behind Kucherov, who currently needs yeah, right.
0: a yeah. couple good games for him.
4: <laughs> if he goes on
0: a streak. Yeah, but Kucherov
4: also just had a
0: six-point game himself,
3: right? Yeah, so that, and Kucherov's not yeah. going to stop
0: getting points, and there's yeah. players in the league, of course. Um, okay, I mean, I'd rather go a game mark. I'm going to say the fifty-game mark. Okay. They've
4: yeah, they have, a, they have they have eleven games before Christmas. So you're saying the fifty game mark?
0: Interesting. Okay. So that's thirty well, more games. Well, I mean, games. that gives him thirty. Yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself okay. here. I give him the fifty. That means, and then he has thirty two games after that to do whatever he wants with the lead. Mm-hmm. I think that's showing. I think that's ultra confident. A lot of people would say, no, he's going to be there by the thirty five game mark. Maybe, I think fifty is realistic. And you know. Then he can run away with it again.
4: Yeah, I think like the, the to make up the next ground is gonna be a lot harder, simply because those guys are getting two and three points every few games for the most part. Um, I, yeah. you know, if, if McDavid gets to the level that he normally is, like just under two points a game, which is mind blowing. Right, so I think and say, okay, so that's twenty-two more points by uh, Christmas time. Well, that means then Kucherov could only have twelve points in that time, which isn't going to happen. So, I actually think it's it's probably closer to the twenty-game mark. I think, and I'll say by uh, January eighteenth, the orders. Um, what do you, you mean, know, mean
0: the twenty-game mark? I'm saying we already got twenty games. No, no,
4: tw- like twenty more games, right? Like the next quarter yeah, kind of okay. thing. That's what I th- I think by game forty-one, halfway, which would be January eighteenth for the orders. That's when uh, yeah. McDavid, because he's not like, even if even if he goes on a great pace, those other guys are still scoring, right? So that's why the next ones are going to be harder to to make up. He'll jump over some guys, but like Kucherov, man, Kucherov's a hell of a player, and you know Quinn Hughes and Pedersen and them are scoring. There's also his own teammate and Leon Drysuttle. Uh, Drysuttle's uh, three points up on him uh, right now, but because um, he, he finished the season. Over, what, like 35 points ahead of everybody else? So, you know, and that's over the course of the year. So if you prorate that at different times and he's making up, you know, 10 points here, like 10 points is still a lot when we're talking the best of the best. So that's why I do. I agree with you. You know, uh, you say 30, I'll say 20. And it might even be 25 more games from now. So it's good. uh,
0: Hey, there's people out there that would say it's not even going to happen. Yeah. You know, but I uh. I just think if you, if you just watch hockey though, don't you think there's nothing more obvious? Sometimes <laughs> it's just uh, you know that I know he matches all the analytics, but even if he didn't, you're watching the games, man. It's like watching—I don't know—it's pure dominance, though. I don't know anybody else like that. I mean, I know, and we're talking Bedard, and 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 you know, it's great to watch these players. Kucherov's awesome to watch, but usually, like, you need to—he needs to get it, and things need to open up. McDavid, every single time he touches the puck, it's like watching a man amongst boys, really. Wow. I mean, so I, I don't know. It's its its great to watch, but unless he gets injured, and again, I, I, ju- I just don't see how he doesn't win the scoring for the foreseeable future.
4: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we'll get to uh, Ryan's rant. Uh, we got Andy Petrillo, Dan Rosen, much more. Uh, 833-401-1440. How many games? So starting today, they've ordered to play 20 games. Uh, what game of the season... Do you think Connor McDavid would find himself in first place? Now, you might say never. That's totally. I'm curious amongst the audience. Terry says game 50. I'm saying game 41. We'll get Connor Halley's answer. What's yours? 833 401 1440. Or you can uh, chime in in the uh, Orders Nation YouTube chat. 328. Lovely Monday afternoon. How are you? Jason Greger, Connor Halley, Terry Ryan with you on Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation uh, YouTube. Hey, guys, similar question. At what age will Conor McDavid no longer be in contention for the Art Ross? Does he have another five years before Bedard officially takes the crown? JP on the island. Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, when I look at the great athletes, like the greats of the greats, and you look at at how many years they were near the top, like how many years was Wayne Gretzky not top five in scoring? Connor McDavid has at least five more years. Players now like 30, Terry, and, and you, you see athletes now like 30 isn't old anymore for today's modern day athlete because there's so many advancements in training and technology and nutrition and everything else. You know, they've understood, you know, they, they, they don't, you know, consume alcohol like they used to, which of course obviously makes it harder, wears down your body, all sorts of other things like that. And I just like to me, I Connor McDavid could have another 10 years. Doesn't mean he wins a scoring title every year, but is in like for him to fall out of the top 5 at any time in the next decade, I think
0: has to be due to injury. Yeah, well, I mean, look, Crosby's almost 37. Will be 37 <laughs> after Christmas and he's up there still and I don't think he was ever as dominant scoring-wise as McDavid. Yeah. Right? I exactly. mean, he's got more championships. You could go down and make a a, a back and forth comparing these guys, but What's the point? They're both Canadian. They're great players. I love watching them. And all I know is that McDavid is more dominant than ever, anybody I've seen since the 1990s. Um, and again, being two players. So, uh, how many more years? I, I've had this argument, or I, I, let's say debate with buddies. And again, every day we're in here, hockey players debating, and things come up, especially that I'm on Oilers radio. And um, someone brought up the fact that, yeah, well, the, you know, the, the average age, you know, is pretty young in hockey. It's um, declined over the years. I don't even know if that's true, but if it is, there's reasons. For, there's other reasons for that. Contracts. Um, uh, you know, you know. There's all kinds. Um, when it comes to great players like McDavid, if you look at all the major sports, a lot are driven, and if they're that good. They want to stay good. They want to stay great. Look at LeBron James. I don't know Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers might have an injury, but I mean. You might laugh at that because the way he gets on, but he's 40 years old. He's still one of the best around. I just, I, I don't really know the stat, but if I look back in time, I love sports, at least most of the four major sports, the, the best players I could probably have a good conversation about. And I don't know that a lot of them went into their late 30s and 40s like they do now. No. And knowing that, and knowing that this guy takes care of himself, we're not talking about Phil Kessel with all total respect given to Phil Kessel, he'll probably tell you the same. Conor McDavid, from what I know, works as hard as he could possibly work to to maximize his potential. And right now, uh, he's simply the best hockey player on the planet, and that's just with an eye test. So, you know, I don't know how many more years. I'm going to say into his – I I got no reason to say he can't do it as long as Crosby, and Crosby's 37, so 10 yeah, no, I, I think it's valid. I, I think it's going to be a, you
4: know, it's a great discussion to, you know, we wouldn't be able to answer it for, uh, for many years. But, uh, obviously that, you know, the one thing that is the equalizer in any sport is injuries for lots of players. And, you know, eventually that can become, uh, a factor. Uh, I do want to talk about, uh, a few other things, uh, TR with, you know, the orders. We, we know where they're at. Um, it, it's gonna have to be a steady climb. It's it's not like, you know, you're suddenly gonna reel off ten consecutive wins. Like they dug themselves a pretty deep hole, so they're gonna have to be patient. You know, I would assume as a team you almost might say, Hey, you know what, guys, we're not looking at the NHL standings. We're just gonna start now and we're gonna go by this quarter. Or I know some teams break it down in five game sequences or seven game sequences in, in an eighty two game you can't look at it all the time. And and for the orders it, you know, you know, you could win three in a row, but if St. Louis wins three in a row, you don't gain any grounds. So you you know you yeah you know, I, I don't know how they would look at it although I'm sure they would all notice the uh, the standings they probably just check out uh, every now and then but when I I look at Edmonton and we see their success against the 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 non offensive teams lately Washington Anaheim Seattle you know, they've had no problem shutting them down Tampa Florida Carolina different story and especially frustrating because they were up two nothing both of the Tampa and Florida games. So what do you see as like, when, when's the measuring stick to, is it, you got to go like three or four good games against good offensive teams before you have confidence that your defensive game is where it's at.
0: That's a good question. Um, I I suppose I hate to bail on on that question, but I I guess it depends. Yeah. Who you're playing and, and, and how maybe you're getting the wins and the losses. Like, Earlier this season, it wasn't just the losses, man. That was there, there. was some brutal play. Yes, right, guys that we know are better. Than, and and not really like a system breaking down. Just like what in the hell are you doing to like X amount of players? I don't want to pick on anybody in particular because it happened. Um, personally, looking at it, I don't know. I see, I I see them going on a huge run. I I, I don't know why this team can't go on a fifteen out of twenty run. I mean it. It, it sounds insane, but. You know you're just talking about any normal team, but they're not a normal team uh I think a lot of the defensive stuff again, you might laugh, but I think it happened because they're squeezing their sticks and if things aren't going well in the offensive zone, it'll probably snowball and often end up in your defensive zone where it's most obvious but uh for me, just it was a great sign seeing them. F- flow yesterday. Some need those games. And people say, well, it was only Anaheim and Washington. Okay, but there's only so many teams in the league, and the other teams have to play those guys as well. And I think as we get going here, the teams like Vegas will become – better and better matchups early in the year, whatever it was, they were taken off guard, but I have every bit of confidence in this team. I saw them in the playoffs last year. Not too much has changed. And if you, like I said before, if you go through each individual player, I mean, right down to like the Derek Ryans and the Fogels. I thought Ernie played awesome in his role. Like, really, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's no reason to lose confidence in any of these players individually. So I think the law of averages is going to take over. And, um, Although they weren't playing spectacular, I think now that they're more comfortable. And now you'll see what Knobloch's made of, right? Like, he's got his own defensive systems, right? You might say he's a passive coach. He's emotional, yeah. Like, he's got a lot of similarities with Woodcroft. But he's not going to come in and want to go do the exact same things. And we're only seeing it. Like, he's only a half dozen games in. So I think all those things come into the forefront. I have no, you know, people ask me about playoffs. I think that's a given. Right, it's just how prepared when they get there.
4: Uh, this just breaking from Mike Russo. Wow, I thought Bill—I'll be honest—I thought that Bill Guerin would be more patient, but he isn't. Dean Evison, head coach of the Wild, assistant coach Bob Woods have both been fired. So the uh, following in the footsteps of the orders, the Wild have, have uh, lost seven in a row. Um, you know, they're a team that you know had a hundred points. You know, kind of like the orders. Right? like To me, there's not much difference here. Um, Kaprizov's not playing very well. He's not producing anyway. Not shooting the puck as much. Their goaltending not near the same as last year. But uh, So there we go. Uh, Dean Evison TR, out. Uh, you know, this guy was, people
0: were raving about him last year as a coach. Man, it is a tough, tough yeah.
4: business to be an NHL head coach.
0: It really is. I'm telling you. Look, not that I would have been a good one, but years ago, my hockey career professionally was done way sooner than I wanted it to be. And, of course, that's an option, right? Do you start coaching, assistant coaching? There was a major junior team in my hometown. St. John's was the Fog Devils in the queue for a while. Um, I've got all kinds of contacts in the game. Not that you asked me particularly, but I'm just telling you my view on it. I I always thought, like, the hardest thing is going to be, you know, a, a holding a job, staying in one place for, for a while, and I know that you're often going to fall on the sword for other people and, and there's really not much you can do about it. It's the easiest person to get rid of even when it might not be your fault. There was every reason for me not to be a coach. Again, not that I would have been a great one, but I know a lot of my friends that go into it and it's a tough gig, man. Like I said, Dean Everson, same, very similar. You just said they're similar to the Oilers. Well, in this case, too. They just fired a coach that yeah, a lot of people are exactly. pretty happy with mm-hmm. that, that really, if you talked to them at the end of last season, people would have been frothing over, you know? So, you know, there's, there's uh it's a tough sport, especially when you're a coach or a backup goalie.
4: Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. We got texts already. Hey guys, you think they would hire Jay Woodcroft? Hmm. You know, I'll be very curious um, who Bill Guerin brings in uh, to Minnesota. And, you know, is is Woodcroft has has it been now? I remember Ken Hitchcock once got fired in Columbus and I think like maybe a week later uh, or maybe got fired in Philly and then a week later got hired in Columbus. So it's possible it could happen. I never rule out anything in the NHL, but it is uh, it's a quick turnaround. Right. Uh, you know what? Most coaches will tell you, man, they want to coach. Now, Jay's luckily a young guy in in the coaching fraternity, right? What is he, 46, 47? Um, you know, what I hadn't been in the NHL that long. I don't think, you know, he's a guy that's worn down. Some coaches will just say, "Geez, you know what? I need a I need a refresher. I need to kind of recharge. I need to get away from the game for a bit." I don't think Jay is in that situation at all. So, uh it will be uh it would be interesting to see. Um now, I, the interesting part about him and Dave Manson is always Gone together. I, I do know Dave because losing his wife this summer really kind of, you know, impacted him. He might not be ready to jump back in. May, now maybe I'm wrong, but I I think Jay Woodcroft potentially more likely. But I I wonder what direction Bill Guerin will go. Will Will he go with like Jay Woodcroft's? Would it be a veteran coach with 120 NHL games? Like he has lots of experiences as as an assistant coach for sure, right? He has over a decade of NHL experience, so I guess you could probably say he's a veteran coach. But, uh, like, I something tell like Gerard Gallant fits into Bill Guerin's personality in my books. TR, what do you think?
0: Well, I've I love Gallant. I've said for the same reason I like Rick Tockett, like, it's one thing everybody likes a different kind of coach, Um, and of course, there's all kinds of you know, there's all kinds of ways to to paint that kind of brushes to paint it with. You know what I mean? Like some people are are, are very very emotional. Some people are always there to, to lend an ear. Some people don't say much, let you do your thing. There's all kinds of ways to be a good coach. For me, I, I like I like the way Tockett is in in Vancouver. Uh, you know, he seems to have really take his job seriously. He's, mm-hmm. he's coached for a while and assistant coach. he, he knows systems. He seems to let his leaders in on the conversation when you, when, when you look at the relationships that he has and he treats people with respect, but doesn't give them too much of a free pass. You don't play well, you're out. That's it. And why? Cause I'm the head coach. Uh, and there's some similarities there with Gerard Gallant. And I think you need some form of assertiveness. Even John Cooper He's one of my favorite coaches, but you see him. He's a very articulate guy, but you forget that he can be stern, right? And you need that mix of respect and, uh, you know, assertiveness kind of thing. You know, the players need to, and not only, of course, you need to be somewhat of a friend, but I'd rather, you know, have that separation a little bit. You're my coach. I respect you. Okay, how are we going to do this? I respect what you have to say. I'm going to do what I can for you. You know, I like that. So, I mean, I always think Woodcroft is going to get a job. I think he's going to be, be, have a lot of success. And, I mean, his winning percentage, too, was pretty high for a guy that's out of a job. But uh, of the people you mentioned, I've said this, I've been on record. I I think Glunt would be the next person that I would hire.
4: All right. Quick break. Uh, we'll return. We'll get to uh, Ryan's rant. Uh, we also have uh, Andy Petrillo and more coming up on a busy Monday edition of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Orders had the day off today after a big A-2 victory to Anaheim last night. They'll take on Vegas tomorrow. If you want to watch Vegas, they're playing Calgary tonight, so you can watch that one on – uh did you, does anybody still call it the boob tube? Well, uh, that's what we'll call it because uh, that's what the, my parents used to call it, so you can watch it on the old boob tube. Uh, Tonight, and uh, we'll come back with uh, Ryan's rant on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, man, the traveling at Wilburys, man. Sick song. I love it. Love it. Uh, welcome back to The Jason Gregor Show on Sports 1440 Live on Oilers Nation YouTube. And uh, yes, if you missed it, the uh, Minnesota Wild are looking for a head coach. They have relieved Dean Evason as their uh, head coach. Whew, it's a tough gig, man. Hundred points uh, last year. Bob Woods, also their assistant coach, uh, also uh, leaving. So uh, they will be uh, in the market for a new head coach. Uh, a lot of people wondering about Jay Woodcroft. Uh, maybe uh, there's uh, Gerard Gallant. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Gerard Gallant goes there. That's just uh, that's my not a lot of uh, in depth because it's just happening. So that's my uh, top of the head first reaction. We will uh, we will see what they do. So the uh, the Wild. <laughs> Yeah, hey, order fans, you think you're frustrated. How about the Wild? They've lost seven in a row and uh, are below the orders in the stand. Now, when I say losers of seven in a row, I'm not, because to me, even if you get a loser point, you still lost the game, right? So I know in the NHL stand, they will say they've lost two in a row because they had an overtime loss prior to that. No, for me, a loss is a loss. If you don't win, you don't win. Uh, some people saying uh, maybe John Hines in the text line. Yeah, it could be right here's the thing about Hines, Like, I don't know. TR what, like, what do you make of John Heinz? Like, I and I'm not sold. Like he, yeah, he had some instant success in New Jersey, but he didn't really do much in Nashville at all.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know
1: as much about him. I- Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall.
3: know that uh i know that i'd
0: hire gallant and woodcroft ahead of him yeah i mean heinz yeah. what What do you know about him it didn't you know you know he was um i, I, I don't feel qualified enough to judge i don't i i didn't watch enough like wh- what kind of a relationship did he have with his players i know it, he didn't leave on great terms yeah but uh to, you know what i mean so for me it's just uh it's it's Gallant, but. Uh, i'd have to look into it i i i feel i'm I'm too ignorant to to have an opinion on Heinz
4: yeah like you look at at heinz um you know he missed the playoffs three out of four years in new jersey they did get in once and then uh lost in the first round um uh in nashville they uh they did have some playoff success, although I guess the one year i'm not sure if it really counts that was the uh um. Everybody made the playoffs there that season, so I'm not sure that one really counts. But uh, never won a round uh, in Nashville. They had a competitive. His best league was his best season was when they won uh, 45 out of uh, 82. Um. Also won, I guess, thirty-one out of fifty-six in the uh,
0: shortened season, so not bad. Okay. Um, it's okay. So better. His teams are better before he gets there and after he leaves. Is that what you're saying?
4: <laughs> um, well, no. New Jersey was kind of what they were. They were New Jersey hadn't done yeah. much before he got there. They didn't do much. Uh, well, they've gotten better now, but it wasn't uh, instant, yeah. right? Um, you know, they took a while with their Jack Hughes and and such. And I don't. I, I'd heard mixed reviews in Nashville. That's all. Like so, now, you know what? You talk to players. Some guys like a coach. Some guys don't. That's kind of part for the course, right? It's very few coaches that every player loves unless you win a cup. You win a cup, then all of a sudden you're like, geez, yeah, that guy might have been mad, but wow, we won a cup, so everything's great. And I totally uh, totally understand kind of how that works. Uh, Let's get to uh, Ryan's rant brought to you by Action Electrical, family-run business for over 50 years. They are the most diversified electrical contractor in Alberta with four divisions, projects, service, TAG, which is, of course, um, preventative maintenance for your electrical distribution. And they do all energy, solar, and EV. So if you're looking for any of that, you want to work for a great company, great morals, go to ActionElectrical.net. Here is Ryan's rant.
0: Okay, Jason. So I've been watching when I can and uh, thinking of different rants. And I had a couple that weren't even to do with hockey. But I watched the, the entire game last night. And as I was making notes, I said, you know what? I got to talk about this guy. So first of all, here's where I'm going to start it. Last time I was on this show, I suggested, hey, you know, if nothing works, maybe maybe trade a guy. I, I think maybe I suggested dry cycle, But I have so many. I've never had so many upset messages in my life. I, I've never, ever had so many. It was really polarizing. I get it. I'm not saying I even would have done that, but come on, if the Oilers don't keep winning and you get a guy up for a contract and he's worth so much, all I was merely saying is that it has happened. Gretzky did get traded, and you guys won a cup. Eric Lindros did get traded, and Colorado, Quebec, Colorado, ended up winning. There's value. You could trade – Conor Bedard right now, it would be silly, I think, but you could, and you could get a lot of great players for that player. So if a team's losing, really, that's all I meant. I was saying, you know, these might be possibilities that us as sports broadcasters, analysts can bring up. Would I have done it? No. Sometimes a player means a lot to the heart of a city, and I think he's one of them. But what I did see, and you can check on Twitter, and a lot of it was um, public posts, uh, and I especially had a lot of messages saying, you know, not that guy, but definitely Nurse, definitely Nurse. And I was like, De- all these people are down on Nurse. All these people. Yeah, oh, yeah. And at times I've watched, and I know he's played, made, made the odd defensive kind of mishap, you know, and that happens. But I'm also like, you know, I watched. The Oilers, the Canadian teams just so much that I'm like, you know, am I really just down on certain players because I see them so much? Because people make mistakes all over the league. And, you know, sometimes if out of sight, out of mind. So I looked at some stats. Now, first of all, we have to remember that one of those games was crucial. That Islanders game was crucial, or was it the Seattle? But he he blocked empty net. Someone had an empty net. Yeah. Kane ended up getting three goals in a row that game. But if it wasn't for him doing that, they would the, the ship wouldn't have started to be slightly pointed in the right direction to begin with, okay? So that happened. Um, last night I looked, five shot blocks, three assists, and correct me if I'm wrong, does he not make a great breakout pass? He makes a first pass, and he often does it without thinking. And a lot of other players, I don't know, let's say Bouchard, maybe Tyson Barry last year, a lot of players um, – not even to knock those guys, that's the way they play. But Nurse often makes it immediately and makes an offensive chance right from his own end, and that happens a lot. A lot of people don't say it because whoever finishes the play looks great, but it's often starts back there, and he really gets it out of his own well very efficiently for someone that gets n- knocked so much. Um, then I looked last year. I said, well, you know, the odd plays. An eye test is an eye test. But it doesn't take too much deep diving to see what his plus-minus was. Last year, he's plus-26. He nearly led the team. That was Eckholm at plus-28 that came in from another squad playing half the year. McDavid was plus-22, Dreisaitl plus-7. I, I get it. It's great. And I know that they're great players. They're, they're further ahead with their position in relative terms than Nurse is. But it's pretty impressive. If you're plus and you're playing against a lot of unreal players, as much as you're playing with some, and you come out as a plus, and again, I know plus minus doesn't mean everything, but it means something. 2021-2022, plus 18, leading all Edmonton defensemen. He plays tough and takes pretty good penalty minutes. By that, I mean, you know, this isn't a big tough guy of the 90s that you look and they have 280 penalty minutes. And, you know, I don't know. Dave Manson is one of them. I love Dave. He was my teammate early on when I was 19 years old. But Dave would take the odd cross check and you had to kill it off. Right. Like, you know, so and a lot of people did in that era. But, but nurse is tough. I don't care what people say. Look at people playing against him. He's tough to get in front of that net against. Sometimes he lets up a bit, but so do a lot of players. He gets quality penalty minutes. He's six Physics, that means a lot. It's tough to get it. He goes in the corner, and there's often not an analytic uh, that satisfies me with this. That uh, you know, if you're a player on another team and you look up and you see 2D, the, the guy you don't go towards is often Nurse, but there's no stat for that. But you can tell when you're watching the games, a lot of people stay the hell off, off his side of the ice. Uh, he's given almost 600 games of service to the Oilers with the same team, and he's done it for the most part with a good attitude and been a team guy. Very rarely do you see him call out anybody where he, when he obviously could. Over 600 games of any sport, there's all kinds of chances to lose your mind. Uh, most Edmonton fans, many are Canadian. It's a Canadian city. He played for the War of the Maple Leaf in 2015, won us the gold, was on that team, uh, the World Junior, it gives a big sense of pride. This guy's from a legendary family. His dad played in the CFL. His mother played basketball for his Mac- McMaster. His sister, Sarah, brought us two med- medals from the Olympics, one of them Olympic gold in hockey. His sister, Kia, plays in the WNBA. And his uncle is the legendary Donovan McNabb. This guy is from a family of legends. He is a, it's, he is a legend. It's, it's like often players retire when you look back. You realize what they meant to a place. I think a lot of fans might jump the gun because of often you're watching the game and mistakes are made and, and, and um, pessimism is contagious. But trust me, if you look at the numbers and you look at the way this guy treats his teammates and his community, I think that even in – I get it that he makes a lot of money, but get over it. That's the way the league goes. You think he's going to give it back? He's a great person, a great player, and I think he takes – Takes the brunt of criticism a lot more than maybe he should, and while that's part of being a, a, an athlete, I understand it happens, and I've done it. I think we should all really start really taking a look and appreciating who he really is to the Edmonton Oilers, and I think that's an ambassador.
4: Yeah, Nurse is a lightning rod uh, for uh, for people who get uh, frustrated. You know. I think if most of them would just calm down and said, okay, guess what? Uh, you want to agree he's a million dollars overpaid? Now move on. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like move on. All right. There, there's not much else. Like Darnell Nurse has the sixth most, uh, even strength goals amongst defensemen, uh, in the last four years in the NHL. He is, uh, he's 10th in points. He is, uh, I think, ninth in, uh, in minutes played, um, overall average per game, but overall minutes played. I think he's like second or third. Uh, is he a perfect player? Of course not. But I, I always try to tell people: just compare him to the guys that signed when he signed. Not not Connor, or not uh, McCarr, because the average salary is eight point six two five. So if you want to say Nurse should be eight point six two five instead of nine two five, great. That six hundred thousand dollars isn't even going to get you one other player. So could accrue some cap space, sure, but I I don't think that's the um, the it's the hill that many want to die on, and and that's fine. But uh, I you know what. D- as long as you understand, Darnell nurse is he got paid because the market changed. good for him, just like there's gonna be others. And in two or three yeah. years people will be like, oh geez, lots of other guys like you know that are gonna be making 11 mil, 12 mil and defensemen and then people will be like, guys everything changes and that's fine but some people they'll never change their mind, Terry and so it's uh, it's kind of fruitless to uh to debate about it but yes uh, you got sucked into the vor- vortex known as uh, darnell nurse is terrible and uh, it's spun around in edmonton for uh for a long time and probably uh isn't going to change um uh, we'll take a quick break uh, annie Patrillo will join us dan rosen will be talking about uh, the minnesota wild it is john hines frank Saravalli reporting john hines will be the next head coach of the uh, minnesota wild so did anybody have uh, J- uh dean evison as the, uh, the next coach after uh, Jay Woodcroft. When the season began, if you would have told people in Edmonton and Minnesota, their teams that had had 109, and I think Minnesota had 104, 105 points last year, that their coaches would be fired before the 20-game mark, I think people would have said, you're clueless. Changes quickly in the National Hockey League. Let's get to the Con Man Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. And the Road Ready Sales event is on right now. As, uh, you can save up to $225 on select tires. Also, an additional $50 bonus when you book any service right now at
1: FountainTire.com. Some restrictions apply. Small details or big surfaces? Tight corners or odd shapes? Flat, rounded, textured, or tall? Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.